We've talked about on Harbintown in the past about uh, Sam Christensen, the acting teacher who uh, would help you find essentially who you are and come up with these statements of essence. And there, uh, you in the class, you would write down anonymously on three by five cards uh, while somebody told a story and you would write down essences. And sometimes it would be like, describe them as something natural, like a, na like a natural feature, like a waterfall or a, 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 you know, a, a, a cliff, a craggy you know, rock or whatever. Or an architectural feature. And it's just like kind of just describe people. And then when you go home with these cards, you're like, why do pe people keep calling me either a mouse or a lion? That seems weird. <laughs> but then down the yeah. road, you find out, oh, there's a reason why I'm only getting mice and lions. Because there's some, you know, there's a dichotomy to me or whatever the hell. There was one guy at the end of the class. He had to read some of the essences that he didn't pick. And one <laughs> of them is one that I wrote. And he was this... I would say mid fifties guy. Um, I'm trying to think of an actor that like he kind of looked like uh, Ernest Borgnine, but like without the upkeep. But mm -hmm. a very like he had a very good uh, character actor style to him. Like, he could like he could work forever in all sorts of roles. And I, I wasn't. I, I wrote this down anonymously and not to be an asshole. Uncle Creepy. And I thought that he would get a chuckle out of that. He hated it. He did not like hearing that. And then all the people in the room, when he, when he, when he fought Uncle Creepy, they go, oh, you no, are Uncle you. Creepy. Yeah, you're, you're Uncle, Uncle Creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we, Kevin, can you play the D&D &D intro music while Spencer reads <laughs> this Dr. Nuts uh, first paragraph of our... Of our, our <laughs> As the hum of Jeff's hair clippers faded, the last of Spencer's beard trimmings drifted like snow into the sink. Is this a good voice? Is this like in the mood? Perfect. <laughs> Spencer's trembling fingers graced his newly bare cheeks as their eyes met in the bathroom mirror. He mouthed the words, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I, th I don't think I'm the only person that got a partial boner during that. I got a, I got a bit of a partial. <laughs> I only get partial boners. Wait. Uh, On the well, left. Yeah. It's time to get in some it, ads, Jeff. Up next, we're, 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 you know where we're sponsoring is Dr. Nuts Nut Cream, baby. Oh, yeah. It's cream for your nuts, and it's cream made of nuts, baby, by Dr. Nut himself. Hello, I'm Sam Elliott for The Doctor. <laughs> you know, not all doctors have to take a Hippocratic Oath. But I'll tell you what. Dr. Nut does no harm. In fact, it's the only nut that I, uh, I endorse. Uh, when you reach out for a nut, reach out for the doctor. Dr. Nut now, knows nuts. Uh, disclaimer, Dr. Nut is not a real doctor. He is also not a real nut. We were in, where the fuck were we? I want to say it was like in like Illinois, Indiana, or Indiana, New Hampshire. Like it, it was, then that wasn't New Hampshire. It was like, it was two states. The city was a state and the state was a state. We were, we were like in Indiana, Illinois, or I, it, I'm making that up, but that's how stupid it all sounds. And our old shitty tour manager had a staying at a Holiday Inn Express and my room had no windows, no windows. There was no food, there was no restaurants. And the hairdryer, if you turned it on, the TV turned off. And there was no closet, just a wooden pole along the wall 
to hang your shit. And downstairs, when you walked into the place, because it was bleak and it was by an overpass, and it turns out the place that we were playing, there were hotels near the venue, but our tour manager at the time, uh, our old, uh, our very ex-tour manager, uh, would put us <laughs> up at the cheapest shit places to, so he could save money. And we... Ugh. And above the, the entrance to the Holiday Inn Express, Spencer, it said, mm-hmm. uh, relax, it's Holiday Inn. Which I thought was right. like you could read you, you could read that two ways. Right. <laughs> like what what did you think was gonna fucking happen? Relax. It's fucking holiday and and uh it was bad. And my favorite line, we go down to the tour bus to leave after we just cried in our rooms for a while and sat in the stainless steel toilet in the middle of the room like a prison cell. And uh we went down and Greg went to our extra manager and said, Hey uh are we on the fucking lamb? Like, 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 why? Like, like are, are we on the run from the fucking federal law? I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't have any solid answers, but I think about it constantly as making fucking money, motherfucks, pay pigs. One thing we could do is get into Findom. You know about Findom, Jeff? Findom? Yeah, it's is like, that, it's is, like that, is, that, is that where a dolphin ties you up and beats you with, with chains and stuff? No, this is much worse oh. than that. And, okay, and less well. sexually pleasing. No, it's it's a form of BDSM where you give your... It's so weird because it just seemed like... Um, it seems like sanctioned legal like credit, like financial robbery or whatever. Um, right. Because you give a hot lady your your biz, your your banking information so they have access to your account and then they they like give themselves money and they prevent you from accessing your money and stuff but it's wow. like this is just letting someone steal money See, from you and then I I, I, I I I like that uh, the first time when it was called Wells Fargo When you don't Jeff get access, no. I, I again, physical comedy. I, I paused. I, I did the Andy Kindler lean in and and hold it there for no for no reason. Oh man, we got to get him if, on the show. When, when you're not confident of your punchline, you get louder. I briefly dated a gal who, uh, what was maybe maybe still is. I, I haven't spoken to her in a few years. No, a few ten years. Um, I met her. Uh, she had a hilarious. Uh, name I, I won't say it because I think it's it might actually be her name but it sounds like a dominatrix's name a dominatrix's name a nom de dom uh, she <laughs> got sh- thank you hashtag uh, nom de dom uh, yeah. she <laughs> she got paid six figures a year to work for at least one client maybe it was only one client that she had but maybe she had several others but one fellow was a billionaire. I forget what he did for a living, but it certainly involved making loads of money. And she said he was quite good looking and a kind of a dashing international type. And his whole thing was he wanted to be humiliated. And she got a blank check. Like whatever it mm-hmm. takes, like here's a like like you just send me the invoice of whatever you had to do to really humiliate me. And so she had to think up these really arch uh, scenarios and one of them was 
she booked a, an entire floor of a fancy hotel. I, I want to say Beverly Hills or West Hollywood. And she uh, set it up and she gave him an email that it was a casting call and uh, for like uh, to be a model, like a uh, you know, cattle call modeling audition. And he gets there and in the hallway of the hotel, the corridor that she had completely booked, is a bunch of actors or models that she had hired to be extras who were like the best looking men on the planet. Like <laughs> like underwear model, like super hot, like, you know, like David Beckham, uh, but better looking and less dumb tattoos. Uh, and, and he's good looking, but not nearly as good looking. And he has to wait as all these men go into the audition in front of him. Then he goes into the room. She tells me, I was not there for this. I wish I had been. Um, I might have got the job. Uh, (laughs) He he goes into the room and it's a full-on photo shoot with like professional photographer, light crew, uh, grips, and you know, catering, you know, craft service, and uh, he is. Also, a lot of the other sexy guys are in there with their clothes off, and they're just perfect. And he has to take his clothes off, and you know now the humiliation begins. And they dress him up as like little Bo Peep or something weird, and he has to crawl around on all fours while everybody just laughs at him and mocks him for how out of shape he is. And they're taking sure. photos of it all. And they're but also there were people playing like the the client, like the ad firm, like oh no, 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 he's he's, he's <laughs> ugly. He's got kind of he's kind of chubby, and. And then I go, oh, that's awesome. So the, the point I'm assuming is that the humiliation is the attraction and that later he will go home and for the rest of his life, he'll have these photos to remind him of how humiliated he was and come like a laser beam all over the place because that's what he's into. But no, the end of every episode with this guy ended with her strapping on a giant a giant strap-on dildo and pegging the crap out of him, like so to speak, like really, really anally giving it to him. Uh, so, uh, and she was making like a couple hundred thousand dollars a year just off that one dude. And uh, I, th- I think it's nice work if you can get it. You want to know a secret, Jeff? Is that I faked all my orgasms even when I masturbate. <laughs> oh, wow! I don't want to hurt my feelings. That's. Uh, you know what? We should go to our sponsor right now. Let's let's take a break and go to uh to go to our ad. I think this is a perfect time for a pre-roll ad that Spencer and I recorded right before this. Oh yeah, this today's episode is brought to you by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, He is risen. Now available in three varieties: black, brown, white, and coming soon, Asian. <laughs> On tour with the Who's Line guys, we did. Um, pun like I take a movie name and make it a porn title for sure. I think a week, I think a week, and uh, also also movies that you don't change any word of it at all, but you have to make it sound like poop, like a, a movie that, that just just the name of the movie is funny if you think of it as a poop movie, right, right. So like splash, that's funny, <laughs> or or backdraft. Backdraft is great. Curly Sue, I think, is a goodie. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
this the sting. Well, so we did this. We did this for days and days and days and days and days. And I forget who said it, but we were in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand, and what somebody came up with one, and we had done nine hundred of these, and mm. we finally closed the window on it when somebody said the funniest one that I think you could possibly do as a poop movie. And again, we had lots of them. You know, there's, uh, you know, there's Black Beauty, or there's uh, 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 the Paper. Uh, there's, there's, there's lots of these. Uh, somebody said, Nutty Professor 2, Meet the Clumps. So that's the funniest <laughs> one. And that, that w- this window closed, and let's come up with a new bit, because you're not fucking topping that one at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. It's another one, number one, time for the number one Hulk Hogan Impersonators Podcast. That happens, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm here with my brother, Jeff Davis. Hello, Spencer. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I truly enjoy your uh, perfect Hulk Hogan impression, and it has really made my day. I smoke the devil's lettuce. The, the the devil's lettuce. That's a fun fact about Hulk Hogan is that he calls uh, uh, weed the devil's levit lettuce. So, but that's a does real he, does he, factoid. Is he saying smoke the devil's lettuce or do not smoke the devil's lettuce? This is like his not on screen persona. Um, this is like if you meet him in the bathroom stall and you're smoking weed, he might say something like, "Oh, is that the devil's lettuce or something?" You know. But is that um, him? Is, is that him wanting you to uh, pass over the devil's lettuce, or is that him saying, "Say nope to dope and ugly drugs"? I don't think he's saying nope to dope or <laughs> dope or uh, ug to drugs, but I don't think he's specifically wanting. He, you know, he does. He, he doesn't take a stance in this scenario. You're just saying um, Hulk Hogan. But, Hulk Hogan will walk into a men's room, see somebody smoking a joint, and give them shit about it. He he will <laughs> he will call it the devil's lettuce. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I I saw Sammy Davis Jr. when I was a little kid at the Greek amphitheater opening for Frank Sinatra, and mm-hmm. he referred to cocaine as the devil's dandruff. <laughs> I, I think uh, is great. Man, can you imagine being the devil and your just scalp is just covered in coke? That could be amazing. Yeah, I, it's like it's it's one thing to be an angel who's fallen from grace, but also dandruff. Like, I mean, haven't you been through enough? You've fallen yeah, out of God's but, glory, and also <laughs> your shoulders. You can't wear a dark suit anymore because you you got the devil's dandruff all over you. But maybe that's where cocaine came from. Maybe the devil's yeah. dandruff. That, that's one of God's curses. And sometimes a curse can be a blessing, Spencer. Uh, the God will give the devil dandruff. But also, um, if you have to stay up late and finish your term paper, that's the stuff you need. Um, it's like in that, that famous chicken noodle man song, snort the devil's scalp until your troubles go away. (laughs) Snort the devil's scalp. I love it. Uh, snorting the devil's scalp. I mean, I, I I don't do cocaine. Uh, but, uh, if I ever did it again, I would say I'm going to snort the devil's scalp. (laughs) (laughs) I hear if, uh, you go, if, uh, Hulk Hogan goes into a bathroom and you're doing coke, he goes, are you snorting the devil's scalp, brother? (laughs) But then it sounds like a dude that wants you to fucking stop bogarting. 
the the uh, the devil's dandruff and pass it over to him. Oh no! If it's Hulk we're talking about, he definitely wants in for sure. There's no way Hulk Hogan didn't do a load of coke. I mean, this just based on his performance, like his level of uh, commitment, mm-hmm. and the era that he was working in, he certainly was cokey, right? He must have been. Yeah. What are other devil names for drugs? Let's see. We got. Um, well, pick a, dr- pick a drug. Pick a drug, and I'll give you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the devil's name for it. Let's just go with alcohol to start. That that's maybe easier, maybe hard. Uh, Satan's S- Satan's Sippins. <laughs> what, what about? What, what Speaking about of Satan Sippins, I just poured myself a delicious cup of uh, Fernet Branca. Cheers, Spencer. Put yourself in a chicken's uh, shoes. Do chickens wear shoes? I do, of course. Okay. Would you rather your chicken, Spencer? Um, mm-hmm. roll, roll, roll initiative. All right. We're, we're, we're going to yeah, do a little, three. a little side game, uh, animal <laughs> testing D and D right now. Wait, wait, wait what is your a roll? Three. You got a three. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I come into your chicken coop and I grab you by the feet and ignoring your chicken shoes, I take out a Gillette razor and start to try and shave you and let's mm-hmm. what, 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 what do i have to roll for that just 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 a, a regular gillette my, attack i think yeah my ac is probably like a seven so seven okay so it it, it mildly shaves the feathers but mostly it just irritates your chicken skin uh uh s- some feathers come out but the quill is still in there uh what do oh, you do no I was ready for some some baby smooth chicken skin, but now I'm I, I, left I, I, with I, this I, this irritation. Not with your fucking seven save. I roll. I rolled pretty low. <laughs> oh no! So I guess I wait, 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 itch, wait, wait, I scratch. What, what is it? What is it? What is a chicken's armor class? I said I was like maybe an eight. Well, okay. they probably have more if they have uh, their dexterity bonus because you imagine they're pretty dexterous. <laughs> oh, have you ever tried to catch a chicken? It's hard, it's hard. You've seen Rocky. It's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, but then you said that you already were holding the chicken, so they're not going to get their dex bonus there, you know? Correct. Thank you. See, that's why you're the dungeon master and I am not. Okay, so it's your move, chicken. Go ahead. Uh, also, I guess also I, I, j- j- just for fun, give me the name of the chicken so I know who I'm dealing with right now. Melvis. Me- Melvis? <laughs> Melvis. Melvis Beacon. Melvis um, Beacon. <laughs> Mavis okay. Beacon's chicken brother. Okay, so it, it, it's uh, I think I think we're in combat mode, so it's your turn. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to itch the irritated skin, see if I can s- relieve some of that irritation. Okay, that, that's a critical fail. Uh, you, no, you you no. you you take one of your chicken feet. Uh, the fact that you're wearing a shoe gives you less scratchiness. Sure. And all 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 you do is just ruffle your feathers and make it a little bit worse. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a peck. Can I get a peck in anywhere on a, like yeah, an yeah. arm or R- roll, roll, What is your what, what is your peck bonus? I, I'd imagine at least a two or a three. I got a nine. Okay. So uh, yes, you you peck at the Gillette uh, animal tester, and uh, you you deal six damage. 
Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, what does that he, look like? He, he, he runs from the room. Uh, I'll tell you what it looks like. <laughs> he runs from the room, rethinking his life choices, and goes to his bosses and gets on the phone to Gillette headquarters in, I'm, I'm going to say Racine, Wisconsin. Sure. I don't know where they are. But let's just say it's Racine. Uh, yes, I was right. Uh, <laughs> I, I rolled... I rolled the correct uh, geographical reference. And he says, look, um, I don't think shaving a chicken is a great way to prove the, the, the quality of a razor meant to shave faces or legs. I think mm. what we should do is uh, let, all, let all these animals free. And uh, Kevin, uh, do you have any dice with you? I do not. Okay. Well, the, what? Spencer, roll, roll for roll for me. Okay. This is uh, an Sp outrage. So Spencer, uh, no, Kevin, you are the 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 CEO of Gillette Razor Incorporated, and uh, how do you respond to this? The guy is saying basically, let's stop animal testing because it really doesn't. Uh, how does a chicken uh, be a good analog for the human flesh and the skin? Uh, how do you respond, Kevin? Uh, I fly into a rage and attack you. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, I forgot. My mistake as I, I forgot that the head of Gillette is a barbarian. So, uh, so he goes into a CEO rage. And, and what, what, what is your response? What is your... Uh, you, I mean, you, we're, we're, we're over the phone right now, but maybe you can cast a spell or something. <laughs> oh, like no. Um, yeah, I cast an audible attack over the phone. Definitely. you. <laughs> All right, uh, Spencer, roll for him. All right. Oh boy, that's that's going to be a nineteen. Oh so shit! That's a hit. Assuming a hit's possible. Dealing audible damage to my to my ears. He's deafened for one d six rounds. Shit. That's five rounds. All How right. are you going to finish this phone call now? <laughs> I hang up. <laughs> oh no. Am, 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 am I still with an outraged chicken? Well, I think you ran out of the room. So unless you drop, if you drop the chicken, then no. But if you ran out of the room holding the chicken, I go, yeah. I go back, I go back into the room and I retrieve the chicken and I hold him gently. And I say, I know that you don't speak English. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that. I'm assuming that you don't <laughs> speak English, but I certainly don't speak bok bok. Sure. Uh, I take the chicken and I flee out to the parking lot where my uh, my Toyota Prius is uh, is parked, and I take the chicken home and run, no, knowing that I'm fired because the barbarian head of Gillette is after me now. I take the chicken. <laughs> I say, wherever whatever happens to me, um, I'm no, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you, chicken. And then I say, thank you. Whoa! Cliffhanger! <laughs> the chicken spoke oh, English the shit. whole time. Uh, Hapuccinos, I'm going to raise a toast to you. Wherever you are, Hapuccinos, uh, it's Frenette Branca time. Frenette Branca, brought to you by Italy, I think. Or France, probably Italy. I, I want to say Italy. Italy, home of the spaghetti. <laughs> Try some today. That's a good commercial. So... Everyone go out and get vaccinated. 
Yeah. Mine got canceled. I was supposed to get, uh, on Tuesday, I was supposed to get, was it Tuesday? Wednesday. I, I had my appointment for my Johnson & Johnson one-timer. And then th- that was the day that, that uh, six uh, women from ages 18 to 48 or whatever, uh, or 16 to 48, uh, got blood clots on their faces and their heads. And uh, so now I have to wait. So. Did they die or did they just get bad consequences? I, I don't know. I, I think somebody said maybe one of them died. I, I, I don't know, to, to be quite honest. And I'm not trying to diminish the, uh, the awfulness that, that must be involved with getting a blood clot in your head. Uh, your brain that sounds awful and uh and, and johnson johnson is being uh either awesomely safe or terrified of being sued which i think is the same right. thing when yeah. you're a major medical corporation uh but there was a very funny bit on stephen colbert uh the a late show about how women can just their, their chances of dying from their own tampon or their birth control are so much higher than getting an injection and uh so here we are yeah i mean two people died in a self-driving tesla accident you're not going to see that taken off the you know the world anytime soon that's just you know the the consequences of living in society or you know you know how many people have cops have killed in the past like couple months like we're not going to stop police we should maybe maybe we should yeah maybe this should be our standard of safety i mean for real like Elon Musk, the people that have died in the in the self driving failures, and he also just keeps blowing up his spaceships. Those, those he, he lo- not not so reliable. He loves blowing up spaceships. This guy, you know, it's like uh, if 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 someone was like, "Oh, have you heard of that company Space SpaceX?" and I was like, I would be like, "Oh, the one that tries to create exploding spaceships. <laughs> yeah. Like they're really good at it." Also, why isn't that bigger news at all times? Why isn't a, a giant rocket exploding not co- like constantly running on my television? Because it is it's good television. Um, oh yeah, my favorite my favorite television, and I'm sure that Elon Musk could probably help this even be better uh, through his own uh, malfeasance and negligence. So now I'm going to get sued and uh, and get canceled. But uh, uh, when when bars used to be open and I would go to the drawing room in the daytime or in the evening, whenever. And local uh, Channel 5 News or Channel 13 or Channel 11, our, our, our local uh, L.A. news stations, uh, low-speed car chase, just fascinating. I can't get enough <laughs> of, of a Prius uh, being uh, followed by 100 police cars and five helicopters, <laughs> and nothing ever really happens. They, they, they end up just running out of gas, and it's the end. But, yeah, but I, again, I could watch it. I could watch it for just hours and hours, and I do. Gentle tension. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, like a, in a Prius, <laughs> wow. you know that's going to be like an eight-hour car chase because they oh, got yeah. gas mileage for days. Yeah, like OJ at least had a Bronco, which, you know, what, what does that get, like 12 miles to the gallon? Uh, again, the name of our podcast uh, is, I think I've told you this story before, but I, I told you about going there on Hitler's birthday by accident and there were Nazis celebrating the birthday. <laughs> oh, no. That's in two days, Jeff. We, we can go back and see what's what's going on. Wait, is it is we'll it is it four is it four eighteen today? It's four eighteen, Jeff. Yeah, okay. Because on I'm so at- one one lovely spring day, I go into the uh, to this, this tavern. It's one of the oldest German establishments in Los Angeles, and there's a bunch of old people. Not a bunch. There were like two sitting over in the one corner, two or three sitting in another corner, and two old men at the bar, and they were all quite old. And they kept sharing these very somber shots together, like schnapps. 
and they would all make eye contact and they'd all look around and it happened three times like one table would buy for everyone else and the other table would buy for everyone else and I'm like where's my shot I, I was just the only non-old person uh, sitting in there and I asked the, the uh, waitress she, she came by and she's in a dirndl and I, I ordered another beer I'm like like what's the occasion I, I, I assumed it was you know like someone they knew had died you know because they were sure, of a certain yeah. age and uh, yeah, guess what? I was right. Uh, she goes. She looks around <laughs> and, and quietly, quietly says, uh, "It's it's Hitler's birthday." I'm like, "No!" And she's like, "Every fucking year, every year." And she's like, "We had to tell them a couple years ago to cool it, because it was a it was a fucking Hitler hoedown. Like like everybody was singing songs and umpapaing, and it was like rocking." So, I was there today, and there's only about two or three of them left. I'm told of the old guard who were old enough to be, I'm going to say in the Hitler youth. Sure. Because Hitler's birthday was the number one holiday. It was Christmas and Mardi Gras and, uh, and you know, New Year's Eve all rolled into one. Um, they still celebrate it, but they do it in quiet fashion now. And uh, they're they're all they're all dying off, but there's still there's still a few old fucking Nazis. <laughs> they're at it again. Mm. They're at it again. They then. really, they really are, and that's you know why we gotta why we have this ceaseless coverage of their their movings gonna, and shakings. I'm gonna say, what is it now? Eighty years ago, that's eighty years of really bad sure. press. Really bad press. <laughs> if you're still celebrating that dude's birthday, you're a bad person. <laughs> That's the, he was Hitler was the original um, cancel yeah. culture victim. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they came I'm, for Hitler. I'm, they, yes, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say um, uh, Hitler uh, wasn't wasn't a person that you should still be celebrating. And if you've not read any Honoré de Balzac, are, are you familiar with Balzac, Spencer? And uh, and try to keep it clean in your in your in your response. Oh yes, I have one myself. You, <laughs> can you can you handle some Balzac? Oh, I, I don't I don't know. I think it's too dense for me. Okay. I was doing um, an improv show in Las Vegas uh, with Drew Carey and the gang in a show called Improvaganza, and I was running an improv game uh, <laughs> called Styles. And Greg Proops, not Ryan Styles, just oh. you know Styles, but you know same idea. Options, other people call it options, where we get a bunch of different. Um, I, I would go to the audience and say, "Let's stop this scene and let's get a poet, or let's stop the scene and get a style of film." And then they have to continue in a different style. So I said, uh, "Can I get a poet?" And somebody from the crowd yells, "Balzac!" And I, you know, not to be a dick, corrected him and said he wasn't necessarily a poet. He was more of a prose author, you know, and, and you know, wrote, wrote fiction, mm-hmm. and. The crowd, of course, laughs because somebody in Las Vegas has drunkenly yelled "Balzac" in a, in a in a room in a room full of people. And I turned to uh, Greg, and I want to say it was Sean Masterson in the scene together. And I said, "Greg, can you handle some Balzac?" And Greg walked all the way across the stage and took my microphone and said, "Jeff, that's how I got the job." I was I was I was cleaning up the place because I think like a bunch of you guys were coming over to watch like movies like we would do. Um, I was cleaning up the place, straightening up, and I 
like took something from this living room and went to my bedroom and heard something like a like I thought like a helicopter was flying over. I come back in and the windows, you know, the windows in the in the in the in the living room where it's like, you know, like they're just these big open windows covered with bees. I like walked out of the room and then walked back in and the the, the windows were blacked out by bees. Just and 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 I was like, how did this happen, first of all, so quickly? And why are there so many bees? And this is scary. They're starting to get into the house through the 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 window. It's not hermetically sealed. So like they're squeezing in through the and I'm like, this place, and, and you guys were probably like 20 minutes away. You might have even been driving or whatever over. And, and I'm like, going, this place is gonna be full of bees. And so I run outside <laughs> with a ski mask. And snow, uh, like gloves taped onto a jacket and, and a mask on. And I'm like in the middle of the summer and I grab a hose and I just start spraying it and just globs of, I felt horrible because it was killing bees, but it, it was just like, they were flopping all over the place. And a guy on a bike drives by and goes, what's going on? What's going on? It's like bees. They just, uh. They just came out of nowhere. They just covered the window. They came out of nowhere. And he goes, is your place haunted? Oh! And I'm, yes. And he goes, and he rode away. Whoa! And he just, Shit. the man just disappears into thin air. Yes. And, and, and that man's name was Wes Craven. What? Oh, yeah. fuck. Wait, that, I, you've never told me that story. Yeah. I remember one time, back in the day, like I, I think I was 28 or 29, and we would go to Schraub's place, my old place. I was 40. And we would watch uh, schlock movies. And we would have what Schraub would call a schlock in. And we'd watch movies. Mm-hmm. And we'd order food from Pink Dot. And I was still 173 pounds, which I'd been for 10 years. I would get a foot-long egg salad sandwich from Pink Dot. And the full bag, not the little, like, you know, gas station bag of, of Doritos. The big daddy, like the, the, the giant bag. And I would eat all of that. Ah. And, and, and I would wake up and I would still be 173 pounds. One day I was 200 pounds, had a giant ass belly and didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but Shrab would go into the kitchen and he would make nachos. And he would you know, take tortilla chips and he put real cheese on them and he had salsa and some jalapenos yeah. and some olives. I did, I did it. He loved nachos. And one day I, oh, I came in with a bag of Doritos which are nacho flavored. And Rob was, uh, I would say, incensed. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yo, like, like, what are you eating those fochos? He called them fochos. Oh, foch. and, and to this day, I still call Doritos fochos because oh, Rob good. would go, in, I, I've never considered Rob a great cook, but Rob back, may, maybe now he is because he's become vegan, so he has to be inventive. But uh, back in the day, Rob would get in the kitchen and make a plate of nachos and we would watch, um, you know, bad movies. Garbage. And you just, that, that was paradise. I think oh, that might have been. Days. Remember when I was doing that way back then? <laughs> oh, eating chips and watching crap. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Times have changed. Yes. You, you have to imagine a different time, everybody. Yes. Where Rob, <laughs> this, this Rob loved Cheops. Oh. And he, and he loved schlocky movies. Oh.
Jeff just took a drink from like a week old, I mean a month old at this point, Mountain Dew. But when I when I I, I open it so rarely, it still makes the fizzy sound when I open I heard it, and that. it's it's still got the fizz. Everybody, um, I'm Jeff Davis for Major Melon Mountain Dew. Um, don't do it. And and <laughs> I'm not I'm not spelling it D E W just with D O. I'm telling you not to drink this drink. Don't the do. But but still, after all this time, well, I just opened it. I screwed that. So I will say though, there are worse chasers for Fernet Branca. There are worse chasers for Net Branca than Major Melon. Top top worst chasers for Fernet <laughs> Branca. I was thinking. Uh, yep. are number one. Horse jizz. Horse jizz. That's number one. Should have started at number five. Number two. Top worst should... chasers, top worst chasers for Fernet Branca or for Major Melon? Fernet Branca. For for Fernet Branca, top two. Oh, number num- two, number num- two. I I know what number one is, so I'll, I'll save number one. Worst chaser, horse chaser. Yeah, he knows it. He knows it. We, he, you know it already because we just did it. Number two, <laughs> two, number two. It's gonna be um, a long show. All right. Um. <laughs> Grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice. Don't do that. I've, I've tried it. Mm, yeah. Right. Sorry. Burp. Oh, dear heavens. That Number was a three. fucking rough Number one. Three. Number three. Jeff is dying. Number three. Number three. Um, Number three. Um, Epicac. Epicac. Wow. We're going way back. Yeah. That'd be bad. Yes. Number four. Number four. Worst chaser. Syrup Number of four. swill. Syrup of swill. What's that? Yeah. And number five, the le- least uh, worst out of <laughs> out of these five choices is more more Fernet Branca. That's the worst chaser. Okay. <laughs> what syrup of swill? Is that a real thing? What is that? It is. It is a real thing because you said Ipecac. Sure. Um, my favorite W.C. Fields. Speaking of the funniest movies of all time. As Shrab just mentioned, Rob, have you watched uh, "It's a Gift" by um, W. C. Fields? No, no. It is the funniest W. C. Fields m- movie for my money. It that. is a fucking freak out. Um, there's a scene where he's trying to go out to sleep out on the balcony at his tenement, and just noises keep happening. And at some point, a woman is yelling up to her daughter, "I'm going to the pharmacist." Uh, what would you like? She's get me some Ipecac. Well, what if they don't have Ipecac? And she goes, get syrup of swill. I have no idea what, this, what, <laughs> what these things are. But I think they're both purgatives. They're both things that make you puke because you've eaten the wrong thing or because you're a bulimic. I, I have no idea. But it's a gift by W.C. Fields. Holy fuck, is that movie funny? It's It's just tremendous. That reminds me of one of mine and I believe your favorite scenes in any movie and we showed it a couple of weeks ago on on travel home video is the from the ladies man Jerry Lewis where the mobster comes in and goes hold it I don't believe it are you sitting on my hat do you know you had better get up off my hat <laughs> fix the hat I got a story about, I'm not going to tell it. I got a story about hanging out with, with Rob and Dan 
on the set of Heat Vision and Jack, and we all went out to the equivalent of a Denny's out in Lancaster, wherever the fuck we were. I, w- I won't even tell the story. Rob knows what I'm talking about. The waitress, the waitress saw Jack Black, Ben Stiller, me, Dan Harmon, Rob Schraub sitting at, it wasn't a Denny's, but it was something like a, a, a Caro's or something like that. Yeah. And she goes, her name was Schwing, by the way, which is hilarious. Schwing. I do remember her name being Schwing. That's right. And she comes up, she goes, someone in the kitchen says, Some, one of you is very famous. One of you is very famous. And like, you know, it could be a rising star Jack Black. Also, Ben had just made, uh, what's the one more? Something about Mary. Something about Mary. So he's certainly the most famous. Rob and Dan, not famous. Me, I'm a nobody. And Ben just starts going, can I tell the story, Rob? I I don't remember this. I remember the setup. I don't remember what it is. Just my, my, someone in the kitchen said, someone at this table is very famous. And instantly Ben goes, Like, like, can I go anywhere without this fucking bullshit? <laughs> and she looks around and she, and like, and she goes, and she points at Rob and she goes, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, she, she decided of, of that table that whoever yes. the famous person was, it had to be Rob Shrub. And I then Ben was me. all bummed out. He was like, like, he went from being like, just leave me alone to like, who the fuck am I? Chop liver over here? It was fucking, <laughs> and, and, and the night was ruined. The night was ruined. I don't know if it was ruined. Oh, well, uh, there's a whole second and third act of that night, which ends with me driving Ben to the set the next morning because he left his keys in Jack Black's car, and there's a whole lot of shit going on there. (laughs) Whoa. I don't remember that.